Hallelujah. Has he been good to you? Come on, has he been good to you? Has he been good to you? Hallelujah. Oh, if he's been good to you, go ahead and just lift your voice real loud. Hallelujah. Give him a shout. He cut on the lolo motion the lava. why he decided to be so good to me he's just God he just he loves people loves them when they're good loves them when they're bad that's just God he loves you he'll take care of you God's good I'm thankful for where he's brought us from and I'm thankful for where he's taken us to I want to see more of Jesus I want to see more of the Lord amen Praise God. I won't keep you long. One verse of scripture while you're standing. I'll say thank you to our music and our praise team today. Let's give them a hand. Appreciate them. And I don't ever want to forget our music and our media in that. And uh, thank, thankful for them. Let's give them a hand this morning. I'm thankful for all of our, our team. It makes it work. Thankful for our people. The body works together, and I'm thankful for every part of the service. Thankful for you, those of you that are here today, those that came for the dedications. Always good to see the grievers. I just love this family. Glad when they're here. 
and uh, we surprised each other, ran into each other because of the times, and uh, got to speak for a moment. What a great conference, wasn't it, brother? Wasn't it incredible? Just a good time, and uh, so thankful that uh, we can see people that you love wherever you go. Love doing that. We were at those uh, in Florida this week, and we saw a bunch of apostolics. You can see them coming. I said, that goes some of our people up there, you know. You just know it. And, uh, and then as we got ready to leave yesterday morning, on Saturday morning, the neighborhood we stayed in uh, must be a huge Jewish community because when we got in on Friday night, they were everywhere. It was Shabbat, so they were celebrating, man. And all in the streets and just going from house to house. And then that morning we were getting ready to leave, and I saw these guys walking down the street with their prayer shawls on, going to a, all were going to one house. I guess that's where they were holding service that day. And uh, I thought, man, I wanted to ride by and go graft it in. <laughs> I didn't, but let them know. I wanted to say, hey, brother. Oh, but but no. But it was. It's encouraging. You see them. And we went by my wife, just prayed, Lord, just show them who you are. He just, and just so encouraging to see it. And uh, thankful, thankful for those, those people, those, those are God's people. And so um, thankful for that today. One verse of scripture, Acts 23 and 11. We'll go there. Stepping into the life of the Apostle Paul. Hard not to when you preach out of the New Testament, he's everywhere. From from Acts on, he's there, you know. And, uh, in this passage of Scripture, Paul is a a prisoner. He's not a free man. He's a prisoner. And it says, "In the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. You're not a free man.'" If they could, they'd kill you. I know you're a prisoner. I know you're not where you want to be, but be of good cheer, Paul. For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. I want to preach for a minute on this thought. Preserved for my purpose. Preserved for my purpose. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and thank you. Lord, you're a keeper, a protector, and we thank you today, a preserver. God, today I ask you to open our hearts, our minds, let our ears hear what the Spirit would say. Let us be encouraged today, O oh God, as we walk this walk with you. Let us fulfill the purpose that you've called us to, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give him one more hand clap and shout of praise before you're seated. You may be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. The night following the Lord stood by him. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a lot to preach out of one verse of Scripture... The night following, a night that uh, 
Paul had not had very many good nights at that point. He was a prisoner. But the Lord stood by him. It doesn't matter where you find yourself at on the journey. God's going to be with you. Come on, somebody. I won't get you to preach with me a little bit now because I'm going to talk to somebody today because there's somebody in this room that is early on in their journey that you are discouraged. And there's someone that's about midway of their journey and you're feeling like, mm, is it worth it? And there's some of you that's been going a long time and you feel like I'm running out of gas. But I'm here to tell you today that God's going to keep you and he'll help you if you'll trust him. Come on. The Lord is going to stand with you. He's going to stand beside you. And it will give you reason to be happy, be of good cheer, because as you have done before, you see, sometimes we think God's done with us. Well, I'm here, so maybe God is through with me at this point. But he said, just like you preached and testified in Jerusalem, you're going somewhere else to do that. You're still going to be doing what I called you to do. You're still going to be doing the things that I anointed you for. Just because you're done here doesn't mean you're not going there. Let me tell you, somebody, God still got his hand on you. God still got a purpose in your life. And, and you may find yourself in a place where I'm not sure I really want to be here, but I can take cheer and joy in this, that God is still with me and that God is not done with me yet. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost, folks. I'm trying, I feel some faith rising up in the room. You, you've been wondering, you've been waiting to, to hear something from the Lord. We'll open your ears up and hear what the Spirit is saying because he's trying to get your attention today. I'm not done with you. Maybe your life feels like it's turned upside down, but I'm not done with you. Maybe you don't know what to do with this dead end, but I'm not done with you yet. He said, for as you have testified of me in Jerusalem, and it's just these three words here. So must thou. In other words, you must. God's got a must on some of you guys right now. <laughs> and when God says it must be, it's going to be. When God says you must, you're going to finish what he said. You're going to, Paul, you, you going to Rome some way. You must bear witness also at Rome. You're going to get there. You can't see it. You don't understand it. You may not even believe it yet, but that's where you're going to go. And I'm telling you that when God called you, he called you to a place where you could reach somebody. He called the place where you could be a witness. He called you to a place where you could be born again. But that ain't all he called you to. You must, you must, you must. God has put a must on your life. And you will finish what God called you to do. Don't let where you are determine where you're going. Come on, don't, don't let it get in your mind that this is as far as I get to go. When God says you're going a little farther, you're going a little farther. If it was going to be the end of you, you wouldn't be in this room right now. If it was going to be all over and done, you wouldn't be here today. But you're still in his presence. You're still in his house. You're still lifting your hands and praising God. Well, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. Then just go through the motions till it hits you. Sometimes we worship with everything that's in us. David danced before the Lord in all his might. He said, I'll wear myself out for the Lord. But he didn't say he passed out, didn't say he fainted, didn't say he didn't make it all the way back. 
You can give it everything you've got and make it. You hear me? You can give it everything you've got and say, that's it, I'm done. But you can keep going. We used to say, and it's even in songs and we hear it, I just wear myself out for Jesus. But I don't think you can wear yourself out for Jesus. I believe you can get bone tired. I believe you can get real weary. But I don't believe you can wear yourself out to where you can't go another step. Because the Lord is my strength. And they that wait upon the Lord, come on somebody, they're going to mount up with wings as eagles. They're going to run. They're going to walk. They're not going to get weary. They're not going to faint. They're going to steal. The Bible says when we're planted in the house of the Lord, we're going to be like a green olive tree, always flourishing, always growing, always producing. You can't wear yourself out for God. You might get wore down, but you won't wear out. Come on, somebody. You're not, you're not done. God's got a must on you. You must finish what he's, he, he's, he's determined to see it through. you got to be also. But I know, uh, we, you know we're, we're, that's the kind, of, the kind of people we are. We, we, we've got to know what's, what's going on down the road. Because when, when we're uncertain and we're confused or we're at a standstill, uh, man, there ain't nothing like God stepping in and saying, hey, let me tell you what's happening. You know how Paul was before this verse, I wonder, why am I here? What did I do wrong? Does God still love me? And God said, let me step in and remind you, Paul, be of good cheer. When the Lord shows up, he didn't say the angel of the Lord, he said the Lord stood by him. You know, Paul writes that, he said, he was seen of me last of all. So, so Paul saw the Lord at times. And so just think about the, the Lord. Just, just reach down and tap him while he's sleeping. Hey, Paul, put a smile on that face, man. Just like you've been doing, you're going to keep on doing. It ain't over yet. Don't listen to what the guards are saying. Don't listen to what other people are saying. Don't listen. Don't worry. You just listen to me. It ain't over yet. Oh, it's wonderful when God comes and speaks. And we love to know the answers. That's why, we, that's why we always make those statements. We win because we've read the end of the book. Yeah, that's the way some of us want to do, though. We just want to jump to the end of the book. <laughs> I'm just going to jump to the end of the book. I don't want to know nothing about the middle. And well, don't worry, God ain't going to tell you a lot about the middle. He's going to let you walk it. He's going to let you experience it. God does not always uh, give us those details of the in-between. Paul, just like at Jerusalem, you're going to Rome. What's going to happen in between there? You'll see. You see, it ain't up for us to know all that part. It's for us to trust God. The Lord said for us to come start a church. What's going to happen after that? You'll see. Hey, I need you to start preaching. What's going to happen after that? You'll see. Listen, what's going to happen between now and the time we hear him say well done or the time we hear that trumpet sound? We'll see. 
that's all up for us to, to know everything. It's for us to trust him and to realize that God will preserve you for your purpose. That the world would love to take you out. If it could, it would kill you. If it, There were many times they plotted against Paul and somehow uh, he just have, happens to let Paul's like nephew hear him plotting against him. Just How, how did his nephew happen to be there? Because God put him there. And then he let him go and discourage those plans. And, 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 and then one time they heard, hey, Paul, they're here to get you. So hop in this basket. We're going to let you down the wall and get you out of here. Always a way of escape. God was preserving Paul. Paul, I'm not done with you yet. You haven't finished your course yet. You, ha- you haven't done all the things you've got to do. And, and you know in yourself you haven't done all that God's called you to do. So why do you think it's over? It's not over. God will help you. God will keep you. God will make sure he, he, he's ready to perform the thing he, he called you to. Now, he may tell you where you're going, but he won't tell you the road you're going to take to get there. That's, that's us. If I tell you, hey, you're going to this part of town, you already know in your mind, well, I'm going to take that road. But see, when God says you're going to do this, we want to do that. Oh, well, I'm going to. I'm going to go this path. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> You've heard people say, well, I had to go through the school of hard knocks. That's the way it comes sometimes. Sometimes we go through trial and tribulation and trouble. Sometimes we go through the valley. Sometimes we go through heartbreaking things to get to where God wants us to be because God is more concerned about finishing what he started. He said, hey, God's not trying to hurt you, but your comfort is not as important to him as you completing your earthly comfort here, come on, somebody. You think it was comfortable for, for Joseph in that pit where no water was? You think his, he wasn't a kid? He was all shook up because his, his brothers had threw him in a pit, was going to sell him off. You don't think he was scared? Was he even thinking about them dreams at that point? But Joseph, this is where you got to go. Even the Lord said, what I'm doing now you don't understand, but you will. One day you'll understand it. Right now you don't, but it's going to come out. Listen, God cannot lie. And his desire is to completely fulfill. So he wants to see you keep the faith, finish your course, fight a good fight, do all the things you're supposed to do so you can be who he wants you to be. And you will be. It's not over for you. It was the Apostle Paul that wrote this, being confident of this very thing, Philippians 1 and 6. He which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this. we uh, This goes so good with that first lesson this morning. You've got to have confidence in the God you serve. You've got to quit having confidence in your flesh. Even Paul said, hey, if, if I wanted to boast in the flesh, I could. But he said, I have no confidence in my flesh. The things that were gained to me in the flesh, I just counted them waste and dung. I don't want nothing to do with them so I could obtain Christ. I can't be Christ-like with all that other junk going on with my flesh getting in the way. We can't have confidence in our flesh and expect to do the things that God wants us to do. But if we trust God, God will lead us through. God will bring us to the other side. If we get in the boat and it starts storming, that's all right. Take a nap with Jesus. Because if he said we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side. If you think he he ain't up on the weather, he is. (laughs) And he knew the storm was coming. He said, but the boat would still be a fun way to go. Let's do that. 
because the storm don't bother him. But he knows it scares his kids. But he's trying to teach them. We do that with our kids when they're growing up. There's things that don't scare us, but it scares our kids. But we put them in it to show them you'll be all right. You'll be okay. And he puts us in places sometimes to help us realize this is not the end. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. You'll find him standing by you every time. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You got to remember that God is faithful. If we throw the towel in, it's because we quit on God. When we give up, we quit God because God says there was a way out. You just quit too early. You just stopped. You didn't keep going. You didn't look around. You didn't pray. You didn't seek me. You just All you did was look at what was going wrong and thought, well, this is the end of me. But he said, I will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape. There will always be a way out with God or there will be a way that you can bear it. Somehow Joseph could bear it. He didn't like where he was, but he could bear it. Because everywhere he went, God still blessed his hand. He didn't want to be in prison, but there he was. But God still blessed his hand. He didn't want to be a slave in Potiphar's house and get be molested by that woman every day, but he was. And, 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 and he didn't want to be there, but God was blessing everything under his hand. God was taking care of him. Every part of it. And he still didn't know why yet. But if he had quit and said, I'm done, no more, whatever, it don't work. You can't quit God and see the blessings happen. That's why, why Jesus said, look, no matter what, you abide in me. Abide in me because if you don't, you can't bear fruit. Hey, you'll be like a branch that's not connected. It's not bearing fruit. You'll be broken off and cast into the fire. Abide in me. You know, this, this whole story, this, this one scripture leads into the story of Paul's journey on that ship and he, to get to Rome. And he's going to where God told him he's going. Paul, you will testify in Rome. You must do that. It's going to happen. It's going to come to pass. But even when God says that's where you're going, it doesn't mean you won't have something happen. It doesn't mean that something won't come against you. In the scripture, in the story, when you read it, it says not long. He said after our ship let, got out of dock, not long after that, a storm. Sometimes it feels like I'm just getting started with God, and I get hit from all sides. And my life is rocking and reeling and rolling and things are going crazy. But remember, God is faithful. God is faithful. Did God say you was going to Rome? He did. <laughs> yeah. People flipping and flopping and falling on the deck. Water, cold, wet, wind blowing them all over the place. Can't see. They said it, it was the sun had been gone for so many days they just gave up hope. So we just gave up hope. But one lesson you can learn in that is that it said there was during this storm, he said there was much work to come by the ship. You don't stop working when the storm hits. You don't find a corner to hide in. You don't, don't, you don't give up and surrender. He, he said, we, we started throwing out the tackling. We started lightening the ship. We were pulling the sails down. We were doing everything we could do to make sure the ship could do all it could do. We, we worked in the storm. 
The Bible says when we put our hand to the plow, we don't look back. Because if we do, we're not fit for the kingdom. You don't stop working just because of the storm, even when it seems obvious that you're working. This ship's going to be destroyed. Those sailors knew this ship is in danger. But you keep working, you keep trusting, you keep believing because your ship is there for a reason. It might just be a stepping stone, but it's there for a reason. It might only be there for a season. But listen, you have a purpose. And your purpose will always outlast your storm. You hear what I'm telling you? Your purpose will always outlast your storm. It may seem like this has been going on and on and on, but it is never uh, longer or greater than the eternal purpose that God has called you for. It'll outlast every storm and it'll outlast every ship because there's a must that's been put on you by the King of Kings and He will preserve you for His purpose. No matter what hits you, you will be preserved. Paul wrote to Timothy and told him this, 2 Timothy 4.18, The Lord and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, let me tell you something. Because you're going to face some troubles and some trials and persecution and things are going to happen and your faith is going to get shaky sometimes. But I'm telling you that God will deliver you and he will preserve you if you'll just trust him. He'll make sure that you're going to make it. He'll make sure you have what you need. And when you'll have something you can pass along. Because in the middle of that storm, Paul looked at all those sailors. They said, we've given up hope. We're going we're gonna to die. There's not been the sun. There's not been the moon. We haven't eaten. We've been fasting. And Paul looked at them and said, hey, be of good cheer. Because in the middle of the storm, God sent the, the angel of the Lord. He said, the angel of God, whose I am and who I serve, told me again, fear not, Paul. Because you are going to be brought before Caesar. If you'll just listen, you'll hear it in the middle of your storm. A word from the king. A message to let you know, keep going. Don't stop. That's why it's so important to be in the house of the Lord. That's why you uh, are so blessed to be in his house today. Because all those people that are thinking, mm, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if this, I'm going to get through this storm. You will. God's giving you a word right now. Be of good cheer. I see you where you are. I know what you're facing. I know what they've said about you. I know all the lies they told. But hey, listen, you're going to make it. Just keep going. Just keep doing. Joseph, again, went into the pit. Then he was a servant, got lied on, was put in the prison before he ever made it to the palace. But remember what Joseph said at Revelation? He gave his brothers at the end. He said, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good to save many people alive. God had a purpose for me, and it was never going to be fulfilled by me staying at home. And, and all you, you thought you were you thought you were doing something. It was really God the whole time putting me here, putting me there, keeping me, watching over, me, preserved me, didn't let me die, so that I could save you and our family alive and many people in this land alive. God gave me a purpose, and He preserved me to the end. You know, Paul Paul was uh, talking about this angel of the Lord, and he said he gave me some insight into where we're going. 
He said, we're going we're gonna to be all right. He said, uh, we might lose. Uh, they won't, we're not going to lose anybody's life. We're going to lose the ship. But not in anybody's life. Just going to lose the ship. We are going to be cast upon a certain island. <laughs> Listen, loss of ship does not mean loss of life. Whatever you've been floating on and it goes down. You know, there's a lot of people uh, that, uh, there's an old saying, I guess, I don't know where it came from, if it's even real, but a captain would go down with the ship. I'm going down with the ship. Like, that's an honorable thing. Forget that. Buddy, you grab a board and hang on till you get another ship. Ain't nothing honorable in just giving up midway. Hey, I ain't done. Just because I lost one battle don't mean I'll lose the war. And, and loss of ship, and loss of life, it isn't loss of ministry, it isn't loss of purpose. And then some of them said, well, we're going to jump ship. We're going to get in these boats and get out of this thing. And Paul said, you can't live if you jump ship. I'm telling you today, don't jump ship. You got a word from the Lord. Don't jump ship. If you'll stay with it, if you'll just stick with it, even if the ship's destroyed, if you'll stick with it, with what God said, you'll be all right. You're going to make it. And wherever you land, that's what God planned. You just go ahead and know it. It's where God wanted you to be. And Paul knew about that place, that island, before he ever saw it. God had plans for Paul's preservation. Because Paul knew that God would perform what he said he would do. He knew God would preserve him and keep him, make sure he could make it all the way to Rome. But sometimes your faithfulness and your blessing, your, you being faithful to God will save others. Paul, they're cast upon this certain island. God preserves them. What's in you is of value. It has purpose, and God will use it. Even in shipwreck, Paul's ministry thrives. <laughs> he shook off the snake in the fire. He prayed for the, the chief of that village, and he was healed. They saw miracles. He, he was of service. He wasn't at Rome yet, but he didn't stop working. And he didn't stop ministering, and he didn't stop doing what God called him to do. Just be where you are. Do where you are. Work where you are. Whatever you find to do with your hands, do it with your might. Serve God until the next ship comes by. They hung out on that island, and God took care of them, made sure they were fed, made sure they had sheltered, took care of them until the next ship come by because God is faithful to make a way of escape <laughs> with every temptation. I'm on this island. I can't stand it. Hang on, buddy. The next boat's coming. Let me tell you, your boat's on the way. Your next ship's coming in. Just don't give up yet. God's going to make a way. God is faithful. The storm will not finish you. But it may just carry you towards your purpose. So many times, this storm's going to be the end of me if you let it. But the Bible says that when that ship broke up, it said some swam and some hung on to the broken pieces. <laughs> and so they could just get to the shore. And listen, it, yeah, a storm could drown you if you don't trust in God. Just like Peter could have drowned if he didn't reach up for that hand. But, but if you'll just believe God, the storm won't finish you, but it'll propel you, it'll carry you, it'll move you towards your purpose. You'll come out of this storm. Faithful. Be faithful to God. God's faithful to us. You'll make it through. 
And my favorite scripture, and you can stand with me, honey, I'm, I'm finishing. My favorite scripture, because now that you've read and heard and saw so much, would be what the writer said in Acts 28 and 16. And when we came to Rome, Paul, be of good cheer, for as you have testified of me in Jerusalem, you must also testify of me in Rome. When the storm started and things got rough, they wanted to kill all the prisoners. So Paul was under threat of death by the hand of the soldiers. He was in peril by the sea, by the storm. The ship was breaking up. The ship actually broke up. He swims to shore. He's soaking wet. He's cold. He's lighting a fire and a serpent latches on his hand. Everybody's saying, let's watch him die now. But somehow he didn't die. And then he actually goes and lays hands on people and starts healing people and God's performing miracles and God's doing things and all this stuff happens and then and when we came to Rome how'd y'all get here? (laughs) Let me tell you it wasn't no smooth sailing but God made a way every step of the way. God was faithful and with us every time the storm was rough but it blew us right onto this island where we could catch the next ship and, and, and come on here. God was just with it. Every, you ever been like that in a situation where it's like God just opening doors and opening doors? It's like, oh, this looks bad. Poof, open the door, and there you are. Wow. I, I didn't see, really didn't see a way out of that. But God, you know, everybody's always saying, but God. Well, but God. You know, God made a way. And when we came to Rome, Maybe it would have been good just to start off with that scripture and say, what's that mean? So let me go back and give you the backstory. Because that's a testimony. If you used to look back now from where you are to where God brought you from, you'll see I'm on a journey and God's been faithful. So don't quit now. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, woo, this has been the worst season of my life, Pastor. Okay. It ain't over. Seasons change. It's going to happen. God's, and, but you know, God's faithful through every change. Always there. Always trying to get you to where you need to be. Just simply wants to see you be who he knows he called you to be. And just like Paul was preserved, protected, and propelled to his purpose, so shall you be. It's going to happen. And so I'm telling you today, because some of you, just very early in this journey, but you've hit some resistance, and it's confused you, and you wondered, am I making the right decision? You are. Stick with God. Because I can promise you every elder has been where you are. Those first months and weeks and years of serving God it's just like a baby learning to live and every elder every person has gone through what you're going through they've been through that dry place they've been through that desert place they've been through that wilderness 
They've been through that valley. They've been through that storm. They've been through that fire. I promise you, you're not going through anything new. Now, it might be new to you, but it ain't new to the body. And so you just remember there's a great cloud of witnesses looking down, cheering us on. We made it, so can you. We made it, so can you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And if you've been serving God for a while, years, seasoned, it ain't time to retire. It's not time to quit. It's not time to lay down the mantle. You keep on serving God. God still pays attention to us. He, he's not looking at your age. You hadn't aged out of serving God. God's going to take care of you. God's going to bless you in, your, in whatever years you got left. God's going to bless it, and he'll use you. Trust him. Trust him. God will use it. There is no quit in God's people. That, don't, that, 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 that phrase is not in us. We are not of those who draw back unto perdition, Paul said. We're not, we're not of them that draw back, but we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I want to make it all the way to the end one day. So I want you to just imagine, I'm fixing to open this altar up, and as you're coming, I want you to imagine that your ship just broke apart around you. And maybe you're hanging on to a broken board on your way to this altar. Or maybe you're swimming with everything you got. But make your way to this altar and, and get down on your face before God. And say, God, I'm still here. Preserve me. Use me. Keep me. Get me through this storm. Help me to make it. Come on. While she's singing, make your way to this altar. Make your way to this certain island. It's not over yet. Get in this altar. This is where you can be refreshed and renewed. Where your purpose can be revived. Come on, somebody. It's not over. It's not done. God's not through with you.
on, worship the Lord. God's on your side. You're going to make it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, one of the greatest gifts that God gives us here, because we are, oh, I can do this because I know the Lord's with me. And, and yeah, He is. Ain't no doubt about it. And that's really, that's all you need. But God, you know, He didn't make us just get by only on what we need, because He'll give you somebody. So he says, I'm going to put a little principle in here. Two are better than one. Oh, you make it. I believe you, you make it with, with the Lord. But he said, I know people need people. They need a friend. They need a companion. They need somebody. So two are better than one. So when he falls, he got somebody to help him up. You know, even the Bible says if we see a brother overtaking a fault, if we're spiritual, restore me, we need restorers. And so it's good to have somebody that you can say and just be honest with, not be afraid that it'll get put on social media, but you can say, hey, I'm, I'm having a tough time. Will you pray for me? Hey, I'm struggling right now. Will you pray for me? It's good to have that. The Bible says when, when there's two people, they can be warm. They can keep each other warm in the cold. Somebody's got fire. Somebody's got Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> and you can, you can help somebody. You can help warm them up, get them back on fire, kindle that flame. I'm thankful for the resources that God gives us. Yeah, he's number one. Every good, perfect gift is from above. And sometimes it's people that are just a perfect gift for your life that will help you get by. Praise God. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it. So as we get ready to close, if you, if you feel comfortable doing it, if you would like to, I'd like for you to just get somebody by the hand. We're going to lift it to heaven and just pray together for a moment. And we, we, we did this at the end of a message one time. It was just a, I reminded there was a, a, a movie was about firefighters, and this guy was hanging floor had opened up and he was hanging fire all below him and the guy was holding on to him they were sliding and the guy was like look just let me go and he looked at him he said if you go I go I'm not letting go and you know that's the way it is we got people the Bible says save some pulling them out of the fire well, to do that you're going to have to make your mind up I'm holding on to you I can't pull you if I ain't holding on to you I'm going to hold on to you. I may, it may be in prayer. It may be in fastings. It may be in blowing your phone up. It may be in aggravating you to no end. But I'm going to pull you out of that fire. And so let that kind of be in your heart as we get ready to pray for the ones that are beside us right now. 
I'm holding on to you. I'm, I'm not going to let you go. Some of you feel like you're sliding. You're in a good place. We ain't going to let you go. Let's lift our hands and pray together. Lift them up. Lift that hand up beside you. Precious Jesus, we thank you that you are faithful, that you always stand by us. And Lord God, we're thankful for the body that is fitly joined together. I'm thankful for faithful brothers and sisters that will pray for me, that will encourage me, that will strengthen me, that will help me in my time of need, oh God. I'm thankful for a body of believers that loves one another, that's knit together in love. It's not content with just seeing people slide away and fall off, Lord, but but we'll pray and fast and seek your face for them, oh God. Help us to be spiritual restorers, God, to restore our brother, restore our sister, to have compassion on them, Lord, and even pull them out of the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we're going to make it, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. Come on, give him a hand clap and a shout. Tell your neighbor you're going to make it. God's going to preserve you. You're not done yet. It's not over yet. Old song said the best is yet to come. You ain't seen nothing yet, folks. Praise God. God's good. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. I know some of you got places to be and things to do, so we're going to dismiss. We're glad you're here. Be at prayer meeting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. It's going to be great. Wednesday night at 7. Hope to see you in church. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.